0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. fascinating interviews, and compelling conversations. Be present, The Diane Ray Show. Welcome to the show, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Diane Ray. We're here live on unityonlineradio.org. So if you're spinning out there in cyberspace somewhere, I appreciate you finding me, or if you find us later on the podcast, you can also get the show on demand. So today we're going to talk about healing. More and more people today are seeking out alternative healing methods. I was just doing some research online, a Pew research study done in 2017, showed that about half of Americans report having tried some kind of alternative healing method, whether it was energy healing, acupuncture, herbal remedies, or Reiki, and roughly three of 10 adults say they've tried alternative medicine in conjunction with conventional healing treatment. So people are looking for different avenues and different options for their health and taking more control in their own healing. Even insurance companies are opening up and some are covering chiropractic, herbal supplements, Reiki and massage. And this is true, believe it or not. I I recently switched my insurance plan from the exchange that I was on to a more preventative, proactive insurance plan that covers all alternative medicines, even medical cannabis so I'm excited about this insurance company. (laughs) If you want to know more, email me. I'll tell you more. But it's true. Companies are opening up to these kinds of treatments, and people are being more proactive and preventative in their health care. So I'm really happy to introduce my guest today. We're going to talk about healing and some of his methods of healing. I was introduced to Emmanuel Decker just recently. I wasn't familiar with his work, but he's a transformational specialist and holistic healing facilitator who has spent over 15 years working with people to transform their own lives at the molecular level by fully recognizing and instantly transcending the root causes of any physical, mental, or emotional blocks and imbalance. And I've been doing some research on him and his work is amazing. I was introduced to him through Sunny Don Johnston, one of our other Unity Online Radio hosts. And she has a show on Thursdays called Elevate Your Life. Sunny raved about him. Liz Don at Celebrate Your Life did as well. So I said, I've got to find out what is up with Emmanuel. So I'm glad that he's joining me on the show today. We're going to talk about healing and his core work healing experience, which is the method that he's created to help people. So Emmanuel, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join me today.
1: Hey, my friend. Thank you so much on this beautiful Wednesday. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I'm really happy to share your story and the work that you're doing, because you're doing such amazing things. So I've been surfing around online, uh, checking you out on YouTube, you've got some great things on YouTube. And I actually did one of the healing exercises this morning. Um, Mm -hmm. just kind of getting into it. So I really hope people check you out on YouTube and subscribe to your channel as well. And so I want to share your whole story with people and introduce you to the Unity crowd and the Unity listeners, because your personal journey to doing this healing work is so interesting. And I know you've probably told this story a million times, Mm -hmm. but could you share a little bit about your background and, and how you came to do this work?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, everyone has a story. We know that. So uh, not there's not one story better than the next. So I just wanted to be clear on that. Uh, but my story, I'll just do a little version of that. Uh, and it started in the Middle East. I grew up in Lebanon um, during the Civil War, in which actually began in 1975 and ended in the Uh, early 90s. So I was born right in the middle of that. And it was uh, obviously very, very challenging, very turbulent, some of the most uh, horrific things anyone could experience, see, uh, and all of that. But um, I had a saving grace throughout all of that. And my saving grace was my mother. Uh, My mom was a very free-spirited, very open-minded, very a heart oriented person so to be in that density of war and struggle and hardship and still have that kind of openness was just so healing for me that was sort of like the first step the first view that i had of course um there were times where uh things would happen one specific uh it seemed like a role reversal was when the prime minister of, uh, Lebanon was assassinated. My mom hysterically threw herself on the floor. And just in that moment, I decided, I think I was maybe three or something. I decided, okay, I got to be the man of the house. I got to take care of my mom. Cause it was just her and I, and I, it's sort of been that way ever since being the person who feels really empathic, sensitive, wanting to protect others, help others. And through that, um, you know, a uh, time of struggle and hardship, there was, there was a lot of beauty as well. Uh, there was a lot of connecting with nature when there was a cease- ceasefire. There was a lot of uh, meditating, even though I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. Now I can look back and see that's what was happening, connecting with nature, sort of praying, things like that. Um, and sort of fast forward, we were able to escape the war. We were able to leave Obviously, there's a lot of stories to get to that point, but I wanted to kind of fast forward through that. And we came to the United States, um, so that sort of started um, unraveling and, and showing us that I had PTSD, um, and so there was many things. I had um, uh, speech impediment. Um, I had I was actually mute for several years, didn't speak. Um, I had scoliosis of the spine, a 29 and a half degree curve. Um, So all of these things manifested, I believe, from those early years where I feel like my body and and my energy was probably just contorting and kind of like as an energy sensitive or an energy empath, uh, taking on energy without knowing how to release it, without knowing how to Uh, transform it or alchemize it, I like to call. So um, we started going to Western doctors and and checking in with many of them. And um, basically, they all said the same thing. We had three of them that said that I would need a uh, metal rod in my spine and surgery and all of that, and it would feel like I have arthritis for the rest of my life. So I wouldn't really get to enjoy a lot of the things that children would be able to enjoy. Um, and even adults. So my mom and I sort of spoke and she told me that, look, there's other ways we can we can try alternative methods we can try acupuncture we can try like you were saying at the top of the hour we can try uh, meditation we can try stretching yoga different things and see what happens and so through a series of beautiful experiences and through just personal reflection and inner kind of meditation and and contemplation uh i was able to heal all of that and Of course, sometimes when I get really excited, my stutter comes out, but I'm so loving it and embracing it. Uh, But aside from that, you know, I was able to use myself as that reference point, as the guinea pig, I like to call it. Um, I had to walk through the fire to understand what it's like to have compassion sympathy, understanding what people are going through, and, and knowing that, um, you know, I'm always here to root for the underdog, the person who isn't always treated fairly. So that's sort of where I cultivated all of that. And many who are listening right now have probably done the same thing. They've been through hardship so that they can have that awareness that compassion of who they are today and for that I'm really grateful so anyway I was able to take everything that I learned for myself I started learning many uh, different therapies I went to school for spiritual psychology uh, just kind of combined all of that with my intuitive abilities and was able to start seeing results in other people's lives over and over again and here we are (laughs)
0: Well thank you for sharing that. I know that was kind of the condensed version. I'm sure there's a lot more and even just the story of you coming to the states from the Middle East. I mean, I'm sure that's a story in oh, itself. Yeah. You know, ev- everything that that you went through, maybe maybe you'll share that at some yes. point, <laughs> you know, write a yes, write yes. a book or something like that. But what I what I love about your experience is that I think you're right. A lot of people will be able to relate to that and just in in my own experience seeing like I really believe strongly in the mind body connection and that we do have the ability to heal we have a lot of that power ourselves and we we just don't believe it and we just don't realize it And I've seen um, in other examples, like for an example, um, I had a a brother-in-law who was in this horrible marriage, and for years he had like TMJ and pain in his jaw, and and no one could figure it out. And then, of course, when he left that situation, he said his pain was gone instantly. Like the Mm -hmm. the connections – um, between what you experience in your life and, and what you hold in your body and how that manifests physically, I think is is real, is very real. Um, and another quick example, just my husband had horrible sciatic pain for a long time, and doctors were recommending surgery, and we were really afraid of back surgery and all that. And he kind of took control of the situation and did more of a holistic approach and did a series of of like physical therapy and exercises, and was able to avoid going through the surgery, and Amazing. healed and was able to heal. So I've I've seen examples in my own life of, of how that worked. And Absolutely. I want it to be real for people and, and for your story to really resonate with them that we can make those connections between what we've experienced, how it manifests in our body physically. And mm-hmm. then we do have the power to access that and, and heal or, or let it go without mm-hmm. having to go through surgery or anything like that. So I, I think it's something that we can all learn from. So with the with the energy healing, now you don't really say on your website, would you call what you mm. do energy healing? Because it, it is an in a way, right?
1: Mm. Yes. Yeah, so the idea and the principle that I work off of is quantum physics, that everything is energy. You know, everything is moving. Everything is is growing, expanding, and evolving. There is no such thing as static energy. It's always moving. Even if it's maybe a little slower than the next energy, um, it's always expanding. So... When we look at the foundation, the fundamental understanding that everything is energy, then you realize that you, too, are energy. You have millions, actually you have trillions of cells in your body that are working, coexisting together to create this miraculous creature being that is you. And so when you see it from that space, you no longer see things as solid mass, you actually see them as energy. And so the foundation of healing for me is, first of all, to recognize that there's perfection in everything, including the things that we think our mind thinks is not perfect. So for example, Let's say um, you have manifested a right, uh, l- like in your right arm, there's some pain or whatnot. Energy doesn't know that that is something that is usually created from a mind state it's something that you've accepted something that you've been conditioned to believe maybe you were told that your parents have something similar maybe you were told that your ancestors maybe uh you are very sensitive and you're in an environment that's not supporting you like you said uh your brother was was experiencing so um it could be any reason. The The understanding is that if we see it simply as an energy rather than something that is just fixed, so then it becomes very fluid and then we can start playing with it. We can start to um, shape it in a direction that will serve our highest good as opposed to Thinking well, this is an end all. This is how it has to be, and I have to do some invasive situation that's going to have to fix this or else. Now we also honor Western medicine because it has its perfect place and it 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 is needed sometimes, but it's not an end all either. We want to make sure that we are seeing other options that may be more conducive for our greatest good, and so I do believe that um, healing is simply about being able to recognize that nothing is really fixed, that there is perfection within all things, including you right here and right now. The fact that you are listening to this, the fact that you are breathing, the fact that you are just able to be in this present moment is the confirmation that there's perfection within you. And then we start building from there, kind of reshaping the mind's rigid thinking so that it becomes more flexible.
0: And it's really opening ourselves up to and you had mentioned belief, and I think belief is a big factor and a big point to make, because if you really believe in something, then it has more of a chance i guess of of coming to be, to a reality mm-hmm. and I noticed that in your videos, you know when you're doing the exercises that you ask people if they're ready to accept you know, this exercise as something that could help or accept the to, to believe, basically, you're asking people to believe it. And I just wanted to get your, your take on that, like where Mm -hmm. that mindset is so important, you know,
1: right, right. So usually I ask people for their permission, and I ask them questions, because the mind needs to know that it has the power to accept something or reject something. So the only reason why I ask people the questions that need to be asked is really to appease the mind and let it know that it has a part in this. It has a seat at the table because here's the thing. A lot of times, especially in spiritual healing work and new age and things like that, there is a condition, there is a belief that, uh, so let's say someone who has been very uh, much uh, raised, in the Christian world and and religious and things like that, they tend to be afraid of new age or afraid of spirituality in the sense where it's very liberating and freeing because they have been told that, well, if you go in that direction, then you're going to have to give all this other stuff up. But that's a story. That's a story that the mind creates to keep itself safe and protected. But what if you can actually heal and keep everything the way that you are enjoying it. Let's say you do like to go to Sunday school or you do like to um, you know, spend time with some friends talking about religion or whatever. You have every right to do that, but you can also heal at the same time. And what I'm here and what I'm so passionate about is because I actually was raised Catholic as well, so I, I get that side as well too, um, to embrace all of it and be open so that we can actually create new opportunities, new experiences for ourselves that are not so limited to one specific thing because it doesn't have to be either or. It can be all of it. And that's really one of the foundations to healing is moving out of the matrix or the world of or. I have to choose this or that. So I have to choose to be a good mom or have a great job or I have to be, uh, you know, uh, I have to choose western medicine or eastern philosophy so you don't have to do that anymore you can have both and they can marry each other and that's part of what healing is is living in the world of and instead of the world of or
0: i love that that's so that's so true and i'm really glad you brought up that point because a lot of people might think that well if if i'm Christian or whatever tradition that you might be following, that working with something like energy healing would be contradictory to that. And that's perfect. What you're saying is, it's all from source, right? Mm -hmm. Which would be all from God. So it shouldn't have to be either or, it should be and. And I love that. Like this could be inclusive to whatever practice that you might have, your own personal spiritual practice, and you can add uh, energy healing or something else like that. And also, I think it's very individual to the person, how mm-hmm. the results you get or, or how that's going to manifest because we're all such different you know, combinations of, of cells and DNA and everything that makes us all the individual people that we are. Um, I yes. mean, I know for myself personally, if I had some catastrophic diagnosis, I would try everything in mm-hmm. in the playbook. You know, I would... Yeah. do everything
1: you know, and, I would pray the,
0: I would you know
1: yeah. and the everything key I had to do is oh sorry and the key thing is that you don't get to that point where you have to be in that kind of situation where you're having that kind of diagnosis that's that's going to be really uh, hard for you actually being able to bring that In now, So that you can take care of yourself, make yourself a priority, you know, do the things that will feed your spirit, that will feed your body, mind and energy so that you don't have to get to that point. Because if we're not listening, it does end up coming to that point. If we're not listening to our body and and things like that. There was one other thing that I wanted to mention around belief because you had said that uh, earlier. So we're not even really asking. So if we live in a world of and rather than or, it's no longer asking us to have to give up our beliefs. Now we are actually just expanding ourselves, knowing more of ourselves. So really, when you know who you are, when you have a deep inner knowing, most people, they think they know who they are. Maybe they're not sure. But if they take a moment or say, take some time throughout the day to find out who they are at their core that they are this beautiful spiritual being having a physical experience and they are connected to everything and contemplate on that what happens is you don't even need to believe anymore because you already know who you are knowing bypasses it transcends belief so you don't you know when you go to a healer or when you're healing yourself or working on yourself you already know that it's done you no longer are seeking something outside of you because you already know who you are. And from that space, the healing can really show itself and reveal itself, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, financial, and every other way.
0: Right. That That's so true. And getting to that place where you can ask yourself those those hard questions and really you would think, oh, I should know myself by now. But there, sometimes there really is a lot more to learn. And, mm. and that's where the interesting work comes in, right? Yes, <laughs> the, yes. the digging and excavating, you know. The fun of, part. Of all of that. <laughs> right, the fun part. I'm talking with Emmanuel Dagger about his work. He can find him online, emmanueldagger.com. And if you'd like, give us a call. Phone lines are open at 816 251 three five five five. And as I was watching your videos and checking out some of the meditations that you do, you know, if we do get a call, um, you are able to remotely work with people. And I I think that's so interesting. And so do you notice? uh, Is it different? I'm sure it's different when you're in person and then on on the phone or on Skype or something like that. But the effects can be the same, right? I mean, you can still have the same impact.
1: Yes, absolutely. And how do, so- how does that work? Yeah, so again, if we go back to the idea that everything is energy, and we are all energy, meaning we are all from that thing that birthed all of this, the universe beyond the universe, then we understand there is no separation. So this is what many of the masters and the teachers and the uh, all the people that came before us, the sages, were teaching us that we are all one. We are here gathered in this space of there is no separation. So that's the way that I operate. So you can be anywhere and it's actually for me personally it's the exact same experience if they're in person or remotely but for the client usually it could be a little bit different uh because you know some people really like to be in person uh but really as if they're open if they're willing the result will be the same
0: well i really felt something i mean and i'm a big skeptic in a lot of ways but uh, but i am open to uh, to believe and, and talking about things and, and seeing how it works. And so when I was trying some of the exercises, I, I could really feel something. And it was kind of like when I had my first experience with Reiki and I went in just being open, but still kind of skeptical that how could I feel something when they're not even touching me? And then feeling, you know, blood moving around. And I heard you know, <laughs> like the blood rushing in my ears and moving around my head. And I was really blown away by the experience because that was the first time I really felt that, mm-hmm. wow, this really this really works. This can really really be uh, a powerful thing. So Mm -hmm. it was so interesting. Now, I wanted to ask you too, when you're working with people, you know, you had mentioned um, in your story in the beginning that you, you know, you were the the sensitive kid, right? Is that true? Mm -hmm. The the one that tells a lot. And I think a lot of people are becoming more open to the idea that they are empaths, I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a lot more talk about it over the past few years of people becoming more aware of that, you know? Yes. So you were the, the the one that was really empathic and, and sensitive. And so you were able to develop mm-hmm. those feelings, you know, those gifts to being more intuitive. And you say that we all have them is, is the yes. point I'm trying to make. So how yes. can we tap into that more? How can our listeners do that?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for that question. Um we are everyone listening right now is an empath. If they if they're here, they're an empath because they're into developing and expanding and working on themselves. The key thing for us to do, especially if we want to go from being an empath to becoming a compassionate healer is to be willing to drop or let go of the part of us that sees things as less than, broken, or needs to be fixed in any way because that has nothing to do with healing. That actually has to do with continuing the cycle of separation and fear and all of that. So that's the one step uh, that I would share uh, to help empaths really become healers is to be and cultivate compassion instead of sympathy. Sympathy is lowering our vibration to take on like a sponge, take on the energy of others. Compassion is seeing the perfection, the wholeness within all things, people, places, and experiences, and elevating, even if they're not able to see it for themselves, you as the practitioner, the teacher, the, the light, whatever you want to call it, hold the space for that person. So if it's not in that moment, it's if it's not that next day, at one point in their life, they will Remember who they are, that they are perfect and whole, and then they will be able to do it for others. And that's what many of the teachers before us that came, um, one of my favorites, Wayne Dyer, really showed us is to remember who we are so that we can anchor compassion to help others do the same for themselves. And that is what's healing the world. That's why things are changing so quickly right now. Even though it may not look like it on the surface, things are really being pushed up to the surface to be released so that the new compassionate healer, the presence, can come in for all of us so that we can all be one and and be connected again.
0: So do you think that this is the chaos that we're supposed to be going through? Absolutely. If If we're not believing that, okay, things are changing for the better, which I'm sure a lot of us feel that way, just looking around and, and reading the news. But this is something that we need to go through, right, for our own growth.
1: Well, it's something that we chose to go through. I don't want to say need, because obviously, there is no such thing in my book, there's no need for anything. But I think because of where we were going, at where we, our trajectory was going as a humanity, kind of forgetting who we are, becoming very much um, about material things and separation and fear and control and all that and it's none of our fault it was just over time right. it just happened and we went through well, all of oh, that oh. Yes. hold that thought real quick <laughs> we're going
0: to come right back after the break hang on yes. stay with us folks you're listening to Unity Online Radio the
1: voice of an awakening world As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support.
0: Here's a Unity Wisdom Moment with Eric Butterworth. So we're always into this thing called time. It's very hard to free ourselves from the pressure and the limitations and the boundary lines which time sets down. So that in partial experience, in human consciousness, we have what we call deadlines, which are an abomination in human experience. But in the whole of things, we have only alive lines. We live in eternity. And time is always now. In the eternal of you, there is a completed whole. There's a finished kingdom. And all that you do and seek to do is always complete in infinite mind. And as we say, it can be done in a twinkling of a second, or it can be done in hours, it can be done in days, or we can stew and fret about it all of our lives. In God, it is now done. To hear more talks from Eric Butterworth, visit truthunity.net. discover the path to wealth with may mccarthy may 17th to 19th at the art of living retreat center in the beautiful blue ridge mountains of north carolina may will share her seven-step daily practice to achieve goals in every area of your life including your finances career and relationships a best-selling author angel investor and entrepreneur may has been building highly successful businesses for over 35 years you can achieve your dreams go to artoflivingretreatcenter.org to find out more
1: Do you dread going to work every day and just pray for Friday? Get a fresh perspective on your career with Mo Fall and bring your soul to work every Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. A leadership mentor and career coach, Mo can help you go from underpaid, unsatisfied, and unappreciated to loving your life and career again. Join the show and let Mo guide you to make some real life changes. Tune in every Thursday here on UnityOnlineRadio.org.
0: Call now with your question or comment. 816 251 3555. That's 816 251 3555. Welcome back to Be Present, The
1: Diane Ray Show.
0: Thanks for coming back and joining us after the break. I'm Diane Ray here being present with you today and my guest, Emmanuel Dagger. And I hope you guys check him out online. He's got some great videos on YouTube or head over to his site, emmanueldagger.com. And just before the break, I wanted you to finish your, your point on this because I think it's, it's important. We were talking about people that are empaths and just feel things so deeply. And just mm-hmm. the times that we're in right now, it, it's a real challenge for, for those people myself included,
1: to even operate in this world. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, and the thing that the saving grace for so many is that this is – Although it may not seem that way, it is what we've been working for, what we've been working towards. A lot of the uh, elders, I like to call them, the people who are especially around during the Harmonic Convergence, there's been several um, that really came together and envisioned a better world for peace and healing and, and love and prosperity for all. It is happening But for that to happen, a lot of the old outdated ideologies, structures, we're seeing it in many of the sects and the different parts of the the world right now, that it's coming to the surface to be um, sort of flipped on its its, uh, back and kind of like uh, opened up for something new to emerge. And so although things may seem like they're really hard right now, the best advice that I would give to anybody is focus on yourself, focus on your well-being, take care of yourself, uh, love yourself, make yourself a priority, make your well-being a top priority, and you will start noticing the world around you getting better and better. Because a lot of times people really want to blame what's going on in the government or blame this and blame that. And what really, all of it is just a kind of like a reflection of what has been going on within all of us. So if we go within and take care of that, then it'll become much easier for us to not get so caught up in the mix and actually uh, be so triggered all the time by so many of the things going on. We can actually really hold the space of compassion, which is ultimately what we were talking about before the break where When we are in compassion, we see the perfection, the wholeness, the completion within all things rather than the separation and the fear and all the things that would have us believing like it's not whole. So that's the difference between a compassionate healer and a sympathetic um, empath. Those are like huge differences.
0: Right. No, I'm glad that you're able to make that distinction and I- explain that to us. And the way that you share your gifts, your empathic gifts and intuitive gifts, is with your work, the core work healing technique. And you explain it really well on the website. But when you're working with someone in this technique, mm-hmm. and you're you're doing the energy the energy work. I mean, how, how is your technique different from like a Reiki treatment or yes. any of the other modalities out
1: there? So thank you for that question, because I'm so excited the book that's coming out next year will really go deep into that. Uh, but the reason why I feel that this work has changed my life and, and I've just witnessed it in so many people's lives is that this work has nothing to do with me or let's say if I'm the healer or whoever's being the practitioner, kind of witnessing the healing taking place for the other person. It has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the person and themselves, like their spirit, their I am presence, whatever you want to call it, their universe. It's just what we do is if there's any blocks or any kind of um, uh, rigid ways of thinking that might be blocking that person from actually being connected to their spirit, their intuition, we just witness that opening for them so that they can heal themselves. And the way that the other reason why this healing work is so powerful is it doesn't just cater to the metaphysical, esoteric, spiritual side. It also caters and reminds the part of us that is very pragmatic, very analytical, very organized and structured, that it has a very important role in healing as well. And so we merge the pragmatic, the uh, organized side with the spiritual, esoteric, nurturing, uh, creative side to create a holistic experience through the core work method as opposed to just one part of you is getting something and then the other part of you is like, hey, wait a minute, I'm not getting anything. So I'm going to throw a tantrum because I'm not getting what I want and I'm going to make sure that this healing doesn't work for you. Can you imagine? And then you have to try to believe that This healing is working and oh, please, I want it to work. It's no different than the old school type of religion where you're praying because you need something and you're so desperate. It's the same thing. I don't work in that way. And a lot of the uh, people that we certify, we make sure that they don't work in that way. We make sure that we are working from a place of All parts of you have to be honored, seen, acknowledged, loved, and respected. And when we operate from that space, the mind, which is the biggest culprit usually in why healing does not happen, is on board. Because now it doesn't feel threatened. It feels like, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to get something out of this. And that's why the core work method is different than most other methods.
0: So are you of the school of kind of, well, it sounds like you're, you're really trying to bring people into balance, which is great. And are you of the belief of the left brain, right brain kind of philosophy? You know, people <laughs> that tend to be more, you know, left brain, logical, mm. analytical, or people that are more right brain, creative. But really, I think we're all, we're, we're all of that, right? We're, yeah, we're both I mean, it's things. science.
1: I don't even see it as a belief. It's more just a knowing, right? Because it's like, we already know. It's just which side have we developed more? We have both. When we embrace, cultivate, love both aspects of ourself equally, which is the part of us that wants to be the free spirit and the, per- the part of us that wants to rebel and the part of us that wants to be creative and artistic, we all have that. It's just, are we cultivating it? Are we loving it? And then just Like the other part, you know, in the Western world, the pragmatic is usually revered and and honored the most because it's all about intellect and being smart and going to Harvard and all those things. It's very much that driven, sort of that's, that's the drive for it. But what's happening is people are realizing that, so you get the degrees, you get the PhDs, you get all that stuff, and then you're still not happy. So what's What's happening? Well, it's because maybe the other part of you that wants to be expressed, the part of you that is creative and loving and nurturing and that maybe hasn't learned how to fully be realized in this body, in this mind right now, wants to be expressed and experienced. So the reason why we want to make sure that we're honoring both parts of ourselves is Because that's going to create the happiness, that's going to create the peace, that's going to create the balance, that's going to create the harmony and everything else that you're seeking. But if we're focusing on one more than the other and it doesn't matter matter which one we're focusing more on, there's always going to be an imbalance and it's going to be really showing up in our life in some way, whether it's poverty consciousness because we believe that you can't be spiritual and have money or whatever it is. All those things are just beliefs the mind creates because it learned that when we unlearn that and embrace all parts of ourselves, the healing can happen.
0: Well, I'm excited for people to get a chance to read the book that's coming out. I'm I'm excited to see it, too, because you gave me a sample chapter to read of your book called The Power to Heal. And just, just what you were saying in the book, or, or just what you said now in the book, you uh, I'm quoting you here, <laughs> healing mm-hmm. is what happens when we connect with our core essence, also known as spirit, which is always whole, complete, and at peace connecting with this like you're saying we're remembering so we're mm-hmm. remembering that's what we are and that's when healing takes place
1: mm-hmm. i just i thought Absolutely. that was so beautiful thank and you and it
0: makes sense too
1: yeah well it's you know to me ultimately healing is a return to yourself that's it and really what are you returning to you're returning to peace You're returning to joy. You're returning to abundance because that's who you are. That's, you know, you're made of trillions of cells that have come together. You are not not abundant. You are, of course, beyond abundant. So whatever it is that you are seeking, you already are. We've heard this many times. I just really am passionate about making it very easy and understandable for people so that they can really um, adapt to it and integrate in this modern world uh, these kind of thoughts and ideas into their life and make it a real thing.
0: Right, and accessible. So has anyone quoted you from your book yet? Was I the first?
1: You are the first for for this next <laughs> book, Yes. <laughs>
0: Yay! <laughs> I'm the first. I'm the first yeah. in something. Well, here. you're That's the first great. who
1: actually has seen the the sample chapter. I haven't shown anyone. We haven't even, uh, you know, it's this is way way advanced notice. <laughs> Well, I
0: think people definitely need to hear this message. So I'm, I'm excited for you to push it out there. So I was hoping you could share. I mean, is there a healing success story that really stands out for you from all of the people? I know you've worked with a lot of people over mm-hmm. what 15 years now, but there's got to be one that just really stands out.
1: I mean, honestly, they're all so because I just there to me, I don't see anything better than the next. It's kind of all just amazing. And but at this point, it's so normal for me, like I don't even it's, it's somebody w- like my mom or, or someone like I can't believe like, did because, you, you know, we have events and we have workshops and stuff and we see amazing things happen in real time. Uh, if we do end up getting a caller right now, I'd love to do one on air so that everyone can kind of see it in action. Um, or we can do one for you. You, Diane. But anyway, so um, the idea is to understand that it is in your realm of possibility. You are here. You can do it. There's nothing that you have to uh, get or achieve. You already are. But if I had one specific thing that I wanted to share, usually the thing that I may not get tired of is seeing physical healing. Because a lot of people store energy in their body, they're holding, I like to call it, they're very clenched. They're kind of just very like, oh, I can't feel this, I can't do this, I can't. And a part of healing is simply about a lot, excuse me, it's about allowing yourself to feel your feelings. And a lot of people are not letting themselves feel that because especially from the uh let's say our parents generation or whatnot they were told to kind of bury all their feelings and kind of keep it down keep it inside so when you start simply by feeling your feelings and if there's a feeling you don't like let yourself feel it and be with it and honor it and just let it be and what will happen is it won't have power over you anymore you can actually now oh you may notice your stomach is more at ease. You may notice your chest areas. Ah, oh, I can breathe. You may notice your shoulders are going to relax. So it could be as simple as that. So physical healing has been amazing. I also work a lot with people around financial abundance, uh, because it's all the same thing. A lot of people think it's separate than healing, but it's really the same thing. Uh, healing your relationship with money is really healing your relationship with yourself. So those are things that um, over and over again, whether it's the single mom who wasn't able to make ends meet and she was on um, you know, welfare to then creating her own business and having um, a very successful scrapbook uh, Uh, company that she you know she and I kind of came up with for her because that's what she was passionate about and she had no idea she could make money off of it and became very successful and now is uh just purchased her first home and um you know is able to provide for her child so there's a lot of things it's just normal for me so I can't really pick them but if I had that's sort of the areas that I would share
0: right some of the the physical healing so all people have to do really t- if like if you want testimonials you know go online and read what some of the people have said uh, just their experience with the videos. I mean, I was scrolling down, looking, you know, at all of the people that wrote comments, and people were having amazing healings, just you know, in their office, sitting in front of their desk, and they were watching the video and doing the meditations. So it it really is possible, and it must be so rewarding for you to get that kind of feedback and know that people are really able to heal and make changes in their lives from mm-hmm. what you're offering. So that's got to be really a special feeling for you right
1: well it's so humbling because to me i am just the witness i'm just here to observe and allow the healing to take place between them and themselves so it is it's just so amazing to see people have that light bulb moment or the aha or the um you know the physical release that they need or the the Prosperity or the opportunities or the check that comes in the mail that that was on hold for so long and whatever it is, it's it's just so normal. But I do really feel humbled every time I receive messages from people about the miracles that are happening in their life.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up about abundance and money, because you have a previous book that is available right now called Easy Breezy Prosperity, that I recommend people check that one out as well, especially with ideas around money. And mm-hmm. I never thought of it until, well, I guess it was you know several years ago when I was working with a, a program with Susie Orman, the financial advisor. I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. knows Susie. And it was really the first time I thought about what I learned about money growing up, what I was holding on to, I had never thought of it in that way. And that was kind of a light bulb moment for me where I realized my thoughts and beliefs around money were, well, rich people must be evil because they have all that money and you don't. Mm. And also that money is always hard to get because I was brought up with this, you know, work, work, work. I mean, I always had a job. You know, I babysat when I was like 12, <laughs> you know, worked in fast food places. Like it was always my parents were like, if you want something, you have to work hard for it and get a job, which on on the one hand you are instilled with this great work, work ethic. But sometimes that can go way overboard too, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just work, work, work all the time. And you, you associate getting money with drudgery. So I just thought that was so fascinating. the the beliefs. And I started asking my friends, like, what were you taught about money? And also the fact that a lot of times in families, money isn't really discussed, Mm -hmm. like it's a big secret, you know, so there's a lot of interesting things to kind of peel back the layers around the psychology of money. But do you feel or do you think this is a true statement that you can attract more abundance to you, you can bring attract more abundance in your life?
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The money in your life. Is or the amount of money in your life is a direct result of how you're choosing to treat yourself. It's a 100% ironclad for me, my life. I have seen that over and over again. I used to be very shy, painfully shy. I used to be very sensitive and I used to want to help everyone in a way that I was putting myself last and I was feeling bad about. Uh, receiving compliments and I was very low self-esteem, low self-confidence, all those things. And guess what? There was no money in the bank. There was nothing happening there. But once I started working on myself and started healing my relationship with myself, started giving to myself what I thought I needed from others or what I was waiting for, I started to see and notice a huge diff, uh shift because now I'm living my passion. I'm doing things that uh I never thought I was doing, be doing like speaking. I had I was so afraid of speaking in public. Um now I do it for a living, which is hilarious. And so so many things that that I thought could never have been are just so natural and normal now because I did the work within myself. So, if you're struggling financially, it could just be that there's room for improvement with how you're treating yourself. And when that improvement happens, you will start shifting your relationship with everything around you, including money, because money is a living, breathing energy. It's not a lifeless object. It looks like it's a lifeless object. That's just kind of like the symbol of it, whether it's cash or credit or whatever. But it's actually the flow, the circulation of life. It's like giving and receiving. That's all that it is. It's the energy, the symbol of that.
0: That's an interesting way to think about it, that the piece of paper or that coin is really just a piece of paper. It's the meaning that we're applying to it, right? So it could not even really exist. And actually now I saw something recently, you know, you've probably heard, oh, we're going to a cashless society. You know, we've all got cards. I mean, I think we're still a a little bit away from that. But the idea of just thinking that money is energy and it's transferring from one place to another and you don't see Mm -hmm. it, but you see a number and you believe it's there. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it's just an interesting way to... To think about that. And so you're saying, I mean, you must have had those feelings, too, over the years of why is money not coming to me? And
1: Mm -hmm. why is this happening? uh, Yeah, well, I lived below, way below poverty level. We barely had, especially in the Middle East, uh, we had no running water for weeks at a time. We had, uh, you know, my mom used to boil water for me to take a bath. I mean, things like that uh, once a week or so. Uh, amazing mom. And, um, you know, food like pita bread or whatever, like as much as we could, my mom would give me her portion or whatever. So we really had nothing. I used to sleep on a, on a floor of a, um, what was it called? Kind of like a concrete floor. That's what we used to sleep on, a little thin blanket and a concrete floor. So aside from the war going on behind you, the bombs, the guns, everything, and the tanks and everything, that's the, the what I understood to be prosperity was not having it, or I didn't even know what it was. So anyone who has ever experienced that kind of hardship around money, really go back and see early on. What was going on in your life? Were you told that it was wrong? Did your parents judge your neighbors because they had more money? Whatever it was, it could be as simple as that. And you took it on and you believed it. So all that's being asked of you now is to be gentle with yourself, love yourself, and choose to believe something else, to let go uh, of that old belief that is no longer serving you. Unless you still do want to keep struggling financially, that's okay because some people, they're not aware of it, but they actually want to stay in that comfort zone of being in judgment and not being prosperous. And they want to see that the rich people are bad and all that. And that's okay. We are not here to judge. We are just here to allow everyone to be exactly where they want to be and give them opportunities to, you know, expand if they want to.
0: Right. And maybe shifting some of those kind of beliefs, because I think some people's ideas of happiness – their idea is well. If I had a lot of money and a lot of success, then I would be happy. And you, and you've seen, like you said, people that come through your doors or in some of the workshops may have outwardly all of the all of those things, mm-hmm. but they're miserable. So clearly, yes. there's something wrong with that thinking, right? It's, it mm-hmm. doesn't bring you happiness.
1: Yes. Well, one of my dear friends, uh, she is a one of the top fashion models in in the business. She's hugely successful. You would know her. And anyway, so she had everything. She had fame. She was the top paid model of all time, still is. And um, she just wasn't happy. It wasn't working for her. She she even had the family and she had the cookie cutter, everything. But once we started showing her that it was just between her and herself and how she was treating herself and really shifting that, she was able to now receive everything that she had, whether it was the money or whether it was the the amazing family or the success or whatever. She was actually able to receive it fully and see it for what it was and now do good with it rather than Uh, almost resent it because she had worked so hard her whole life to get to the top. And then what? Nothing. Right. It's like, well, if I'm not happy within, how can I really enjoy any of this stuff? She had anxiety. She couldn't sleep. I mean, so many things. So once we were able to take care of her relationship with herself, she healed and she was able to enjoy everything. And now she's helping and doing so many good things with her, with her um, uh, voice.
0: Right, so she found, did find happiness, and in, in other ways, and then was also able to enjoy what she had. Yes, experiencing it, you know, and maybe we should all enjoy a little bit or have a little bit more gratitude for what we've got. <laughs> you know, now yeah. I wanted to ask you too. We have we have just a couple of minutes left, but um, one of the other great things that you offered online was you do an energy forecast. So I was listening to your energy forecast for May, and you say that this month will offer grounding and magic-filled energy. And, I mean, I have noticed that, you know, since the beginning of the year, like, things have been a a little crazy. (laughs) There was, you know, some weird energy out there, uh, and even around all my friends. And then I've noticed over the past two weeks or so... Mm -hmm. Some things have come to completion for people, you know, one person that was just really trying to push to get this new business open, finally got her business open, just kind of, I'm seeing it in people around me. So do you really think that May is going to be Mm -hmm. more, uh, you know, we'll be experiencing more grounding energy? Can you share that forecast? (laughs)
1: Well, we can ask the stars because I do a lot of, uh, my forecasts through intuition work, but also through astrology and what I do. Cause I, I work with so many people every day, uh, clients and, and workshops and things like that. When I see things in multiples and things are very, very either exactly the same, or I'm seeing people go through the same thing. It's an indicator that we need to pay attention. So that's sort of how the forecasts come about. But, uh basically, May tells us that it's a time where everything that we've really been working towards is going to have a momentum forward. We're going to see some kind of opening. We're going to see some type of um, opportunity arise for us. Our only job is to be aware of it, to be present enough to take that inspired action towards that direction. And grounding, it's not about being fixed or you know staying in one spot it's about being in the now where you're at your most powerful so that you can actually be ready when those opportunities and those things come into your life so that you can go for them when the time is is being called for you to do so
0: and do you think that will be is that for the whole month
1: Each month changes, but it's already started. It's already been happening. Um, So this month is really about Uh, grounding the things that we've been planting, the things that we've been seeing uh, or wanting to see happen. We're seeing that come to fruition now. And this is what's happening this month already. We're already seeing it. And next month, you know, there's there's different energies that come about, but it always builds off of the next. uh, Each month I see really builds off of the next. But this month is really about, and it's a very ripe time for, allowing ourselves to be very present, very grounded, so that we can allow ourselves to be open to the miracles and the blessings. Because they're always here. They're never not here. They're always here. It's just this is the time right now for us to be present enough to be aware of it. Did that, do you see where I was kind of going? Because a lot of times we see that, well, are they going to come? Is it, No, it's not about them coming. It's about you aligning with the present moment so that you can be open to all the blessings that are already coming they're already here. That's sort of the way that I work.
0: Exactly. No, I get it. I love that. And it's just such a great way to wrap up the show with a positive energy forecast for the month. I love it. So Emmanuel, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And I hope people check you out and look for the new book. Go to emmanueldagger.com. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patris and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the MindBodySpirit.fm Podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.